The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Richmond Public Schools established a new program this month to help students facing housing insecurity attend school. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza spoke with the program managers and brings us more. Since December, Demika Artis and her three children had been moving from one hotel to another. In June, Artis signed a lease. My kids are very happy, and I love it. Artis is one of six families so far who have found stable housing through the RPS program Bringing Families Home. It's part of the Center for Families in Transition, an extension of the school district's federal aid program for students facing homelessness. We're able to connect families to housing search assistance, first month's rent security deposit for families. That's Erica Schmally, the center's manager. She says the program aims to provide housing for 130 students this school year. The center also provides families with weekly grocery delivery, secondhand clothing, and school supplies. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. A bill requiring utility companies to offer an extended payment plan for customers experiencing financial hardship during a declared state of emergency passed the Virginia Senate on Wednesday. As Whitney Evans reports, this comes a day after the State Corporation Commission extended a freeze on utility disconnections for unpaid bills during the coronavirus pandemic. Democratic Senator Jennifer McClellan's bill would codify utility repayment plans in state law, ensuring companies provide that option during any future state of emergency. Democratic Senator Chap Peterson had reservations when he voted for the bill. He argued the economy is improving. While we do have people that are stressed, while we do have people that are in trouble, the bottom line is at some point we have to get back to normal. We have to have accountability. We have to tell people if you don't pay your bill, eventually the service is going to get cut off. McClellan said, however, there's a record number of people who are unemployed and federal support is ending. A spokesman for the SCC says from March to the end of June, Dominion Energy had about $116 million in unpaid customer bills. Appalachian Power had $21 million. Whitney Evans, VPM News. This legislation still has to be vetted by the House of Delegates. Virginia Senate has killed legislation that would have required some Virginia employers to provide paid quarantine leave. The bill would have allowed workers to take time off to treat themselves or family members for COVID-19. A Senate committee voted 14 to 1 against the bill, with Democrat Senator Adam Eben casting the only yes vote. Democratic Delegate Elizabeth Guzman, who sponsored the bill, says her fellow Democrats favored businesses over workers. You know, they, I always hear the conversation about businesses and businesses, but the reality is that our base is the working class and they are paying close attention. Guzman's legislation would have required employers with 25 or more workers to provide two weeks of paid quarantine leave during the pandemic. Democrats and Republicans in the Senate say they're concerned about adding costs to small businesses. The city of Richmond plans to provide emergency child care for low-income and working parents struggling with the transition to online learning. Mayor LeVar Stoney says he's sending a letter to the school board this week urging them to get agreements in place. Roberta Roldan has details. Mayor Stoney has promised $3 million in federal CARES Act funding for child care at five public schools. He's also promising another million dollars to increase enrollment at existing community child care centers. Stoney says the only holdup now is an agreement from the school board. We will need the school board, obviously, to sign off on that agreement, sign off on the model that we know currently works. And once we get that done, 
we can get the kids in child care quickly. On Monday, Richmond school officials voiced concerns about being liable for possible COVID-19 infections. The school board initially requested a contract with the city, but Stoney wants them to sign agreements with individual child care providers who would then be liable. The city hopes to start offering emergency child care by the end of the month. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. The city of Richmond is now projecting a surplus of $13 million for the 2020 budget year that ended in June. Under city policies, all but 10% of the surplus will have to be put into reserves. Mayor Stoney announced yesterday that he's proposing the rest be used to fund a study into racial equity in city programs, as well as decreasing health disparities in Richmond. It's time to permanently build out our infrastructure to address this ongoing inequity. A 2009 study from VCU found that residents in Richmond's wealthiest neighborhoods live more than 10 years longer on average than residents in the poorest neighborhoods. Stoney is proposing that some of the budget surplus also be used to shore up the city employee retirement fund. A bill that would ban companies from price gouging during a declared state of emergency is headed for final passage in the General Assembly. The bill includes a range of goods from water and ice to medical supplies. Under current law, the ban does not apply to a manufacturer or distributor unless it advertises its goods or services. Attorney General Mark Herring's office says it's received more than 500 consumer complaints about suspected price gouging by businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. While more people are now beginning to go back into the office, the work-from-home rate remains three times higher than before the pandemic. That's according to a new report VCU Economist worked on. It says that child care and reducing the risk of spreading COVID-19 are the main factors driving the increase. The study also revealed racial disparities in who's been able to do their job remotely. Economists found that white, highly educated workers were more likely to work from home, while only 23% of black and Hispanic workers were likely to do so. Most of the job losses during the pandemic have also been found to come from areas where working from home was less feasible. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. I'm Speech Thomas from the hip-hop crew Arrested Development. On the new VPM podcast, Track Change, I take you behind the walls of Richmond City Jail, where I help four men record an album and hear how they're trying to break free from a cycle of addiction and incarceration. Been so long since I've been free. Subscribe to Track Change and your podcast app.